0: this is Rama for today I told you about right here in the state of Oklahoma a number of years ago when Spirit of God instructed me to minister to everybody that had anything wrong with them from the hips down hips you know knees feet 12 people came cripple people cripple people every one of them crippled people 11 out of the 12. See, as they came then, and I didn't know as much as I know now. Actually, I'm finding out some things the Lord has led me to do since I started studying here. I had never gone through these cases one by one and analyzed them. You know, you read them. You knew they were there. But just to go through case by case and analyze it, I've never done it before.
1: Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagin continues his teaching, Miracles of Healing, Volume 1. Next, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagin for today's message.
0: I don't mean the Lord told me to tell him to get up. Don't misunderstand me. I've had the Lord to tell me to tell you. The Lord didn't tell me to tell him to get up. I just knew. You see, you just know some things. I mean, the Lord didn't tell me where the door is here. I just know where it is, and I just go out there. I don't have to have him to tell me where it is. The Lord didn't tell me where the aisle is here. I just can see where it is. I know where it is, you see, and I know when it's time for me to leave. I don't have to have him to tell me. Some things the Lord may tell you, and then again, you don't have to have him tell you. You just know something because you've been there before. So I didn't have a leading to tell him to get up. I didn't have any, anything that you'd say from God other than just experience knowing that he must, that faith is an act. He said, I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. I said, well, act like it then. And so he began to act. I know another minister of the gospel, and I thought he was pretty good, especially him being Baptist visiting a lady of his congregation only 36 years old is bed fast with terminal cancer and he'd gotten a hold of divine healing and so there he was visiting her every day just about and praying for her because she didn't live but about two blocks from where he lived the pastor and so there he is there one day ministering to her, reading the Bible to her. And she told him, oh, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I believe himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. He said, no, you don't. She looked at him like he'd slapped her jaws, you know. What do you mean I don't? I do, too. I've heard you preach it. I believe himself took my infirmities. Well, he said, if you really believe it, you'd be up out of bed cooking, it's, it's in the afternoon. See, getting supper ready for your husband. See, he knew faith was an act. Dr. Duncombe told me, Dr. Duncombe's an Englishman, you know. He used to have a little Bible school, Trinity Bible School here in town. But Dr. Duncombe's from England, and he knew Wigglesworth. In fact, Wigglesworth in 87. One of the last meetings he held was in his church there in England. But he said, Wigglesworth, you know, sometimes he'd run from one side of the platform to the other. You know, he'd say, faith is a hack. He was an Englishman, and he said hacked instead of act. See, faith is an act, and he'd run over the other side of the platform. Said sometimes five to ten minutes of time, he'd just run one side of the platform to the other, hollering, "Faith is an act. Faith is an act." See, he's trying to get that over to people. Faith is an act. See, Jesus said, "Stretch forth your hand." Well, you see. He could look down at his hand, they still with Said, Well, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't stretch forth my hand. That man on the bed I was talking about, he didn't feel any better. Like he said later, testified in church, you see, the very next night. Over here, 35 miles away. Amen. Sing a special song. <laughs> he and his wife in the service the next night. And they thought he's dying just two days before, you see. And, and, and he said, man, I never felt a thing. I was praising God because I knew I should, I knew it's the Bible. Brother Hagin said, well, just, if you believe you're healed, get up and act like it. And I thought, well, boy, that's right, isn't it? And I started acting. He said, man, I thought I was going to fall. I thought I was going to fall. By the time I'd made that second trip into the living room back in the hall, though, streak just came through me. Glory to God, and I've been all right ever since then. Just been all right ever since then. Well, somebody said, I believe I'll try that. Well, it won't work then. See, he didn't try it, he did it. Jesus didn't say to the man, try to stretch forth your hand. He said, stretch it forth. But what if he had said, well, I can't. Can't you see my hand? I told you about right here in the state of Oklahoma a number of years ago when Spirit of God instructed me to minister to everybody that had anything wrong with them from the hips down. Hips, you know, knees, feet. Twelve people came. Cripple people. cripple people. Every one of them crippled people. 11 out of the 12. See, as they came then, and I didn't know as much as I know now. Actually, I'm finding out some things the Lord has led me to do since I started studying here. I had never gone through these cases one by one and analyzed them. You know, you read them. You knew they were there. But just to go through case by case and analyze it, I'd never done it before. And as I've done this study... I've, I've sort of smiled to myself and said, well, I understand something I've never understood. I didn't understand why the Lord said when He, I knew the word of the Lord came to me, sin ministered to everybody that's got anything wrong with them from the hips down, hips, knees, feet, cripple, whatever. Then as they were coming, he said, don't pray for them, don't touch them. Tell each one of them, minister to each one individually, see, not, not just collective, and tell each one of them to run. Tell a crippled man to run. Tell people, two or three people, had been carried down there by three other people. One man carried by three other men. He can't get down there by himself. A lady carried by two or three men and another lady helping her. She's so crippled up, she can't get down there by herself. People standing there on crutches Leaning on their crutches, looked like it'd take them forever to get just a few feet. Tell them to run. Well, wasn't that stupid? Tell a fellow with a withered hand to stretch forth, his, <laughs> stretch forth his hand. Wasn't that stupid? Tell the lame man at Bethesda, rise, take up your bed. Why well, he can't even rise, much less take up his bed? Rise, take up your bed, go thy way. Amen. Yet the Lord said to me, tell him to run. The very first fellow down there, I said, can you run? It's so startled the man on the end of the line over there. It's so startled him that he said, oh, my God, no, I can't walk, much less run. And he couldn't walk. He couldn't walk. He couldn't walk. But did you know in a few moments' time, he's run up and down the aisle as good as you could. Did you know that those folks, when I told them, each one, one by one, walk, run, ran those that were, they were holding up, ran right out of their arms. Eleven out of the twelve were instantly healed as they, as they ran. Now, they weren't healed when they started. I'll tell you, some of them made the awfulest start you ever seen in your life. And some of them there, to begin with, the, you know, they had to hold them up for two or three steps. But, man, they was trying to do it. Then there was a strength. There was a power. There was a life that came into them. They ran out of their arms. Glory to God. And hundreds of people saw it. Now we got down to the 12th one. Well, I thought that this lady, of course, a lady. She had arthritis. She would just be thrilled, you know. eleven's already healed right in front of everybody. Are you ready to run? Smiled as I said it. Oh, no, brother, it, I, I can't run. I'm all stove up with this arthritis. Well, I said these other folks were too. I mean, some of them worse than you, and you saw them run. Yeah, I know they did, but I can't. See what happened to her? She didn't get healed, and the others did. What do you suppose would have happened to this man here when Jesus said, stretch forth thine hand, if he have said, I can't, I couldn't stretch forth my hand? You think he'd have been healed? No, it was when he made an effort. I said it was when he made an effort. It was when he made an effort. When he made an attempt. Hallelujah. You see, friends, faith must do things. I said faith must do things. Well, that agrees. That agrees with what James said. Remember the book of James? Now, King James translation has it that James said, Faith without works is dead. That's a little blind to us. Because people jump on that and they get their mind on works for salvation. Well, we believe in good works, all right, but good works wouldn't save you. If it would, well, you wouldn't need Jesus. You could just, you see what I mean? But James is writing to the church, so he's writing to people who's already saved, so it didn't have anything to do with salvation. But, Way must translation of the New Testament and modern speech is a better translation and lets you see more clearly what he's saying. And it reads, faith without corresponding actions is dead. Being alone. Going on talking about Abraham and his faith said, you show me your faith without your actions and I'll show you my faith by my actions. Praise God. Now that makes it clear, doesn't it? I said faith must do things now let me add a little something to that faith must do things that we have no strength to do how I've proven that over and over again through the years faith must do things that we have no strength to do and as it goes forward the new strength will come Praise God. The feet must step into the deep even though the waters are cold. Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans, who was a medical doctor and healed by the power of God and then devoted the rest of her life preaching divine healing, made a statement I've never forgotten. She said, God delights in his children stepping out over the aching void with nothing underneath their feet but the Word of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Faith is an act.
1: Welcome to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first product in this offer is the three-CD series from Kenneth W. Hagen, Discovering Jesus. Also in this package is the CD from Lynette Hagen, entitled, Defeating Satan's Strategies Through Prayer. Last but not least is the book from Kenneth E. Hagen, entitled, The Present Day Ministry of Jesus Christ. You can get all of this for the price of $25. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org.
0: on uh, November the 28th through the 29th, guess what it's going to be? Cyber sale. Cyber sale, a two-day sale. It starts on Monday at midnight and ends at Tuesday at 11.59. That's Central Standard yeah. Time. Yes. 50% off of everything, but this excludes the... Legacy Bible. Legacy Bible. Yes. And other books that are not our, not published by Faith Library Publications, which is our our publication department. So that's, you know, these are good, I guess, stocking stuffers for Christmas. And so take advantage of that. Well, a lot of people have gotten a book or a CD and they've loaned it to somebody else and and they haven't gotten it back. back. So this is a great time to replenish your stock if you happen to run out. That's right.
1: Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching, Miracles of Healing, Volume 1. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rama.org. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.